Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're here in the central Philippines. And unfortunately, this area doesn't seem to have very good Wi-Fi. So apologies if there might be any internet hiccups, delays, or lags on the interview here today. I am super excited to interview our guest. Her name is Kalina Amuchagasti, and she's actually from um, California. And uh, she is the founder with the husband of the five-hour school week. And you might have heard of the four-hour work week. Well, here you go. A nice companion book and blog and resource called the five-hour school week. And uh, Kalina is a mom of four kids, and she's been uh, world schooling, unschooling, and, you know, uh, 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 studying, researching, and implementing unconventional schooling methodologies. And so have we, the last year and a half, we've been also experimenting with this. So I love talking with fellow parents about the whole education and schooling of our kids. Uh, so Kalina, how are you doing today, my friend? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. And thank you for being on. Why don't we firstly get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself, your husband, and your kids. All right, wonderful. Um, so, right, we live in Northern California currently. Um, kind of bounce back and forth between here and Austin, uh, with our four kids. Madeline is 11 and she's our oldest. And then we have Charlotte, who is almost nine. Isabel, who's seven, and then our two-year-old little boy. So we felt like we won the jackpot finally on number four. And, and um, our girls had actually been put in a traditional uh, private Christian school for several years. And we were just, my husband is an entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur by trade, uh, more in real estate. And really the school system was just like in, in the middle of, um, us creating our happy life, right? Because they were there for like 40 hours a week and we always had homework. And so we just, we knew that there was like another love to, um, but like school was our biggest um, obstacle. And so we took them out <laughs> and we didn't really have a plan, but we knew that we wanted to travel with them and show them the world and for them to experience culture. And so we just kind of jumped in fully and started world schooling and unschooling and um, figuring it out as we went and in the process created the five-hour school week. So my husband's a huge Tim Ferriss fan and um, kind of lives by the four-hour work week and so it made it really easy to jump that over and transition into our children's education. Sounds great. Sounds great. So uh, let's firstly cover all the different types of education because obviously you have your traditional education that most of us know, public and private, then there's homeschooling. But nowadays there's this whole other spectrum of unschooling, world schooling, etc. So in, in terms of your own research and uh, experience, how have you defined all the different educational approaches? Let's start there. Oh, that's such a good question because I think that we have um, ideology around homeschool where we go, oh, you homeschool your kids. Like, how are they going to socialize? How are they going to be normal? Or people go, I would never want to sit with my kids all day in the house and just like instruct them. And I think that that's people's imagination with homeschooling. And the reality is, is that 
I mean, you have every possibility, every choice, every option when it comes to how you decide to educate your child. So like I've heard on your podcast, you've talked to a couple world schoolers, people that travel the world with their children and really just wherever they're at, that's their classroom and that's what they are learning and studying and, um, you know, passionately engaging in. So we practice that. Um, there's unschooling, which is like a self-directed learning. And that's also what the five hour school week center constantly love and want to learn and learning that in the way that best suits you. So whether you're learning through the internet, like that's one way I have, you know, my little kids love workbooks and reading still and being in the library. So it's just like finding that learning process that works best for you. Um, and so, and now there's all these new ones, there's nature schools, there's Acton Academy, I mean, unconventional education, like we are really on a forefront of a revolution right now. And I believe that, that more than anything else, that the education world is just about to completely blow up because there's nature schools and free schools and Actons. And um, my girls go to a co-op that's a free-to-learn co-op. So there's just all these cool options, and it's just about finding what's near you and what works best for your kids. And of course, as parents, it can get overwhelming because there's so many different options and every option is telling you, we are the best method, the private school, we're the best option, Montessori, we're the best option. And then, uh, you know, like uh, the world school knows will say, no, world schooling is the best. So it's very challenging as parents. And we obviously, as parents, want to do the best for our kids. And it's, uh, you know, definitely an individual family decision. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a hard choice to make. So since you guys did make the choice uh, to pull them out of uh, private schooling, as you mentioned, to take them into this uh, unconventional approach, what have you tried? Like, what have you tried? What has worked and what hasn't worked? Walk us through that journey. Yeah, so good. So when we, when I first pulled them out of school, I'm like, I'm going to do that K through 12, this easy curriculum because I won't mess them up if I use that. And that worked for like two minutes because that was school, right? Like I literally was putting them back in school in my kitchen and it totally sucked for them and it wasn't fun for me. And so then we just started kind of, I started researching new things. I read Peter Gray's book, Free to Learn. Um, I found a co-op near us in the, and the parents had this really cool, really, I, Aaron and I always just call it a hybrid. And so we really just take the pieces from all the different models that are out there from Montessori. You know, we use so many hands-on things. We believe in like merging all different ages to learn together and for older kids to teach the younger kids. I really just look at all what's kind of out there and says, hey, what works for us? Like what are my kids interested in and how are they going to learn that best? And I kind of just cherry pick like, oh, I really love that Acton focuses on entrepreneurial stuff. Like I'm going to just take that. And I'm going to like implement that into our life. And I really love world schooling. And so when we go to London for Thanksgiving, like I'm going to learn how world schoolers learn. And so I really, it's just a process that with my kids we're developing. And so there isn't like a, I mean, and it's going to look different for every single family. Cause like you said, it's crazy overwhelming and every family is different and has different needs. 
needs. Yes, and of course, every kid is different with their different needs as well. Uh, so, Kalina, I'd love to hear about like what is your role and what's your husband's role because you're both involved, mom and dad. Uh, what have you found works best in terms of uh, both parents being actively involved in the educational process? Um, yeah, so it's really helpful that Aaron is also an entrepreneur and so he can travel with us and that he can contribute so much to what I'm teaching them. Um, at the same time though, Aaron also travels a lot without us. And so I find that I'm often as, you know, whoever, I'm not currently working right now, other than on the five hour school week and homes and unschooling the kids. So, um, you know, it's just like this balancing act that you find in your home. I'm sure you have something very similar with like running what you're doing and then your wife behind the scenes with the kids. And so we look a lot like everybody else, even though we look completely different, right? Like, um, I'm, you know, the kids and I do the cooking and the cleaning and all of that and Aaron works and sometimes we get to go on these really cool trips together um, and he's so involved and, you know, when Maddie's doing her algebra because that's what she's really into right now, I go, go back to your dad, like go down, go back to dad's office. Like he can help you out because math isn't my thing. And so it is nice that we both really believe in the concept um, and can back each other up. Yeah, it's definitely important to have that kindred spirit when it comes to educational approaches for your kids, uh, working as a team, as partners. So you have four kids. Yeah. You've got the three girls, as you mentioned, and then you've got the little guy. The guy. Uh, so in terms of schooling your, your girls and then your boy, your son, uh, tell us about how, how are you schooling them differently because they all have different interests, different personalities, different learning styles. So how has that worked in terms of are you putting them all together when you're teaching them? Are you teaching each kid individually? Uh, walk us through that part of the educational process. Okay. Um, so where the five-hour school week kind of comes in and why I came up with that is that I really needed an hour of focused time to like focus on the academia for each specific girl. Because just for that reason, they're all in different places. So even though my youngest, who's seven, isn't necessarily only learning what seven years seven in a traditional school there is that like one-on-one -on -one curriculum where she is still just like adding and subtracting where my 11 year old is in like algebra 2 and so the five-hour school week comes into this one hour of focused intentional time where we sit down together and they really get to self-direct into whatever they're gonna go into for that day they they set their goals and they say like this week, I primarily, like Isabel right now is just like so adamant that she's going to start reading chapter books because she taught herself to read last year and this year she's going to read the big books. And so like 90% of her time right now just goes into just focused on reading and language, like nothing else. And so sometimes that hour a day is like me just sitting and listening to her read or her reading to me or are we working on an app together and learning to read. Um, so that's kind of, so we just individually spend an hour like together, but working on separate subjects. And then the rest of our learning comes into play more as a family unit. Um, we do passion projects. So where we learn that together, and we, I break it down into phases based on their ages. So for example, like we did a volcano study because we were going to Maui or we were going to the big island to watch the volcano erupt. Um, a year and a half ago. So we did this whole study on volcanoes 
but then I broke it down. So like Izzy, cause she's younger, we just did like, she colored the parts of a volcano and like spelt out the words. And, um, and we watched like a documentary together. Maddie ended up writing like a, f and like made a poster board. And then her and Charlotte constructed a volcano and like showed me all the different parts of it. Um, and so we do group projects together, but based on their age and capabilities, we just pull out little sections for them to do. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people who are objecting to this kind of new educational approaches is the whole socialization angle. And of course, the kids are socializing with each other. But tell us about how you how you incorporated yes. external socialization in terms of bringing in friends or classmates, quote unquote, into the educational system of your family. Yeah, so that's the number one question. I get it all the time. Aren't you, aren't you worried your kids are gonna be weird? How do you socialize them? And over time, I've really just started answering that question with, are you sure they're getting a healthy social education in school? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because really, like, the socialization aspect of how school systems work aren't necessarily the healthiest systems. You know, we throw these kids into a class and say, okay, here's your friends. But Aaron and I believe in a philosophy of like, we are the sum of the five greatest people we hang out, or the five people that we hang out with. So like we try to hang out with winners so that we're winners, right? Like that's just how it works, but you don't, but we're not teaching our kids how, like discernment in their relationship. What's really cool about homeschooling and unschooling is we get to be really selective with our friends and the groups that we join. We get to find like-minded people who have the same interests as us. Um, our kids are on soccer teams that Aaron coaches during soccer. Um, we are on, um, uh, Taekwondo. Hi there. Oh, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we do, so we have Taekwondo and we do have, um, soccer and they belong co-op free to learn, which is just other unschooled kids that come together and they sew and they go and collect fish in the Creek and they, do they produce plays together and really they facilitate their education um and it's a really really cool environment for them and so we've just we get to be selective and in that i will tell you socially i have seen my kids grow in leaps and bounds it's the coolest thing i've probably ever watched and then just like you probably experienced when you're world schooling you get to meet people from all over the world like maddie met a little girl in haiti that she's still friends with and like emails and stuff. So um, socialization is actually the least of my worries living the lifestyle that we live. So you're actually uh, not only creating the, the blog, you've created a, you're creating a book which is coming out in a couple months. So tell us about the book in terms of the, the themes and topics. Obviously some of the stuff we're covering here, but break it down into what, what are the chapters about? What are the, uh, the major topics you're uh, writing about? Uh, walk us through that process of writing this book. Yeah, so um, the book is kind of our journey because I, so my mom is an editor, Erin's mom was an educator all the way up, like she worked her way up into being a superintendent. So like the public traditional school system is 
all we knew about. We had zero idea that there were other options for many years. And so for us, it's that um, transition from traditional conventional schooling to going completely in the other direction and being super unconventional and the fear that was involved with that, how we walked through that. Um, it talks a lot about socialization. It talks a lot about world schooling. And it's really just to advocate, like there's so many possibilities for us into how we educate our children, like not to let fear hold you back. Um, I tell people all the time, like just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean we have to keep doing it that way. And so I think that that's super important. Like I needed somebody to give me permission, right? I needed somebody to say, it's okay to take your kids out of school. It's okay to travel the world with them. And I just want to tell parents that like, like we're totally normal people and like, it's okay to just go do what you want to do with your children. Like it's okay to enjoy being a parent. So that's kind of the basis of the book and, and kind of how to simplify it and not get crazy overwhelmed. Um, because we've learned a lot through trial and error. So I, I just kind of want to share that with people and make it an easier path for them. Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your vision going forward uh, for yourself, for your family, for your kids, for the schooling, for the book, for the business and more. Uh, paint a little picture of the future vision for your family work and schooling. Yeah. So, I mean, the book comes out in November and I'm really hoping that with that, we, our community builds, um, quicker, quicker, you know, that we get a decent amount of followers at that point. And, you know, my, my overall hope is just to create a conversation around, um, you know, the future of education and what we can do differently. And so, I just see us continuing to travel. I mean, we have a very long bucket list right now that we're trying to knock out. So it's about just connecting with people over the world, knocking off those bucket list items and um, enjoying our kids and watching them thrive in a new environment. Sounds great. Definitely looking forward to the journey ahead. So in closing, uh, I want to ask your advice for any parents, they might be a parent, a mom or dad, who are still in their hometown and they're still considering this whole world schooling, unschooling, digital nomad type of journey, and you've done it already with your world schooling and now you have all these resources. What advice or tips would you give to that parent who is maybe still uh, having their kids in the traditional educational system and they're thinking, they're considering making the leap? I think that it's really something that weighs heavy on parents' hearts. Um, and when it's something, I think that you know, right? When you're dropping off your kid at school and you're like, gosh, I really wish I wasn't dropping my kid off at school because that's how I felt every day. And I think that if that's the situation that parents are in, um, I just want to say like, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay if you um, pull them out of school. Like you're not going to mess them up. They're going to survive it. You're actually going to become like a happier um, thriving, successful family. And, um, and to just follow that, like follow their instinct because nobody knows your kid as well as you know your kid. And, um, and it's okay to do something different than what's always been done. And so just, you know, so research a little bit. It was really important for me to educate, like, what is our state standards um, to make sure that I was doing it legally? Um, because I know that that's a huge fear for a lot of parents. So just 
do your research, like read, there's so much great literature out there. And just depending on what really calls to you, like if world schooling calls to you, you know, pick up some world schooling books, pick up unschooling books. Um, free to learn is amazing. Um, most likely to succeed is amazing. Familiarize yourself with the history of education and why that system is actually pretty broken. And, um, I know that with every podcast I listen to in regards to this, every book I read, I just feel more confident in the decision that we made. And so that's, I mean, I just go out there and like grab it and passionately go after it because it's a pretty cool lifestyle. Totally agree. Totally agree. I've done uh, like over 500 episodes of my podcast and I talked to a lot of parents, probably over like 100, 150 parents. And most of them are, you know, world schoolers, unschoolers, homeschoolers. And the more I hear them, I'm just like, okay, we've done the right thing. Okay. We haven't screwed up our kids. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the right track. And you know, there's all, the, even now there's always the, all of these fears going here, the inner critic. We often are the own worst judge of ourselves. So, you know, it's, it's definitely very encouraging to hear uh, people like yourself, uh, Kalina, who are not just doing it, but you're providing resources, um, you know, your blog, your, your book, etc. So in conclusion, how can people connect? They might have further questions beyond the scope of what I was able to ask today. How can people connect with you and uh, subscribe to your email list and get the upcoming book? Yeah, so you can find me in all the traditional ways where we have a website www.fivehourschoolweek.com and um, that's where I post our blogs and you can get to know us there and email me from there um I love Instagram right now I love doing my live stories on there and just kind of daily showing you what we're up to so those are super fun so come follow me um at the five hour school week on Instagram and then I'm also on Facebook uh both as Kalina Amuchastegi and we have a five hour school week page. So I update those pretty much daily and we have, have like a lot of content from um, a lot of other people in the field. I like to include lots of different podcasts and articles as well as what we're doing and how we're living our life right now. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so it's definitely a joy and an honor to connect with you here today. And I look forward to connecting again and maybe we'll connect as they say IRL as well. So thanks Kalina for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much, Ricky. And thanks, everyone. If you have further questions, definitely reach out to people who are already doing this, people like Kalina, people like myself, people like the 100 plus parents I've interviewed about this topic. So I will have the link to the playlist with all these uh, 100 plus uh, world schooling parents down below. I'll also have the link to Kalina's uh, blog called five hour school week plus all of our social media and of course you can connect with me as well uh, daddyblogger.com and digitalnomadmastery.com as well so thanks everyone and happy traveling and happy world schooling and schooling and unconventional educational so uh, catch up with you guys next time on the next episode of digital nomad mastery the podcast and podcast where we teach you not only how to make money while traveling the world but also how to educate your kids while doing so <laughs>